So we uh, we didn't have the best of races uh, this week, but you know I think for uh, for the start of an F one season, it's not been too bad so far. I think we've been a bit lucky that the uh, the season's been so good at the start. Um, yeah, Portuguese Grand Prix, another Hamilton win. How did you uh, how did you find it, Ash? Um, yeah, it was interesting to start with. Um, it was good to see that Red Bull are still there with Mercedes to a degree. Um, the midfield wasn't too bad. It was going backwards. But yeah, it it it, it all happened towards the uh, beginning, really, didn't it, Dan? And then it kind of lowered out of it. What about yourself? Yeah, it, it, as you said, I think, I think initially it was more... The, the the tire temperatures and sort of especially for those that were sort of started on the mediums it was a little bit tricky and then once they sort of settled in it it yeah there, there wasn't there wasn't a lot happening throughout the race but i thought the um the little battle with um between mercedes and verstappen was quite good that was quite enjoyable uh, there was quite a few things happening throughout the midfield, but uh, yeah, I, compared to the first two races, you know, it's not going to be uh, a memorable one. It's not as memorable as last year's uh, Portuguese Grand Prix, but you know, we can't we can't have exciting races every race. It was still a close race, you know. It's not like uh, we had somebody run away with it, which is great. Uh, good as you say. Good to see Verstappen still mixing it in there. Uh, yeah. So Bottas uh got away at the start very nicely, I have to say. And yeah, followed by Lewis. Uh, Verstappen stuck with them. They they sort of pulled away at the start. Was it was Perez? I think lost a place to. Did he lose a place to a Ferrari? It was Leclerc. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was that was a nice little scrap there in the uh, in the midfield to start. It was, um, it was definitely good to see. Um, I don't know if Perez would have had a huge influence on what was going on ahead if he did pass Leclerc um, at the start rather than getting stuck behind. Good to see the moves um, Hamilton on Bottas and Verstappen as well. It's good to see that um, Verstappen's got the pace with the Mercs. Um, Obviously, with the start finish straight being so uh, so long, you could see the Merck engine still has, I think, a bit of bit more grunt than the um, the Honda engine. But it's good to see that they're not running away with it like they were. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I don't. I definitely don't. I don't know. I would like to think Perez would have had a bigger impact if he got past Leclerc quicker or made a better start. But at this point, it's still. I think still think it's too early in the season to kind of gauge where with every moment. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, uh, we had Bottas, Lewis, Verstappen getting away at the start fairly well. Uh, we had a, we had a, a safety car pretty quickly with, uh, Kimi having a very bizarre incident. I mean, it looked, it looked like a really bizarre crash. It shouldn't, it didn't look like it should have happened at all and it hit his teammate on the rear left and uh his wing just came off 
It was a bit of a mess. Uh, I, I, I read somewhere that it was something to do with him changing a switch on the car, on the wheel, and he just hit him. Very, uh, very, I'm surprised uh, Giovinazzi didn't actually end up with a puncture from that, to be perfectly honest. Did you think it was a, it was a case of Kimi looking down rather than ahead? Yeah. Because I think the overspeed that he suddenly got was was quite immense as well. So like he had the room on the left, but obviously wasn't paying enough attention. But it, it was um it was strange to see the two alphas tangle. I do think the safety car was kept out for a lap longer than what was needed. Um, yeah, there was just a bit of an odd one. But props to the um marshals and everyone that was was cleared pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then that led obviously to the restart, which was probably one of the more entertaining parts of the race. Uh, Bottas looked like he was going to go to the, 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 the restart line, but he actually jumped a little bit before, and that caught Lewis out a bit, I think. And then Verstappen was all over him. <laughs> and he did, he, he lost that place, didn't he? He lost that place on that, um, on that restart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I was, it was quite amusing afterwards when Lewis mentioned that he was actually quite annoyed. He was quite angry that that had had happened, and he knew it was his own fault. <laughs> but uh, it was it was quite it was quite good to see that. And then obviously, um, Lewis got them back later in the race. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it was it was really good to see. Verstappen sort of mixing it with the Mercs that way and he's, yeah. he's very yeah, sort no, of on it he just seems to he's just got that killer instinct at the moment he just do, I mean he, he did make a mistake at one point when uh, when Lewis got him but he uh, he's driving very very well and it just seems to be these really? slight mistakes at the minute that are sort of costing him at times I mean, he could he could quite easily have he could have quite easily won the th the first three races. I mean, they had the fastest car in qualifying as well, but he he just didn't quite quite hook up the lap. He was um following behind Bottas. He kept making a couple of mistakes and running wide mm. on a few corners. Um, but I still don't understand like how Bottas understands the Merc. It's like, we know he's a good driver. We know he can win races. And that race was there for him to win. He did a fantastic restart under the safety car, pulled the gap. And then that was just, that was the end of it. Yes, there was a, a sensor issue later on in the race, which he was down on power for a, um, a lap or two until they fixed it. But again, he was overtaken by Hamilton yeah. and Verstappen. He'd already lost the race by that point. Yeah, it was just it was just what was was it a strategy call? Was he overworking the tires more than the other two drivers? Was it just the way how he drives compared to the circuit characteristics? So like we know he's quick, you know, he did qualify on pole, but again, just over the course of a race distance, the the other two drivers have just got that little extra. Um, I did um, I did like, see. I did see an image of uh, that somebody posted on on Twitter to do with the fact that it looked like um, Bottas was running more rear wing than than Lewis. Lewis looked like he had a skinnier wing on his car, which was sort of explain a little bit 
sort of how things were with him getting overtaken on the on the straights. Um, yep. but then you would expect that Bottas, especially with him running at the front, even if he did have a little bit more wing on there, he would have been a lot, a lot. He should have been quicker through the corners, essentially, and have been able to maintain been. that lead a bit more. Uh, to not have to worry about the straights, but because mm. yeah, sorry, Karen. Yeah, he just, he just, he, it's again, it's just the 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 race day issues that he has. He he, he never, he, he always seems to struggle. He he, it's always um. Yeah, I I just can't find the words to be honest because it, it's it's getting to the point now where you just expect it to happen. Expecting yeah, to go backwards. Could... I said before the race. I said before the race. Don't don't be surprised if he finishes third or fourth. Finish third. You just expect when he's wheel to wheel with Lewis and Max that he's going to lose out. Yeah, it's just strange because, like we say, we've definitely seen him be able to beat anybody on his day, but it's the lack of his days that seem to be hindering him. I mean. You know, he, they all want to be drivers world champion. But just on the past few races, he's still, and it's, it's he doesn't want it to be the Lewis and Max show. But unfortunately, he's now falling into position after um, after four races in, where he really needs to kind of get a couple of victories to kind of throw himself back in there. Um, yeah. And I don't, yeah, it's just, it's I, I don't strange. see signs of that happening. Well, I mean, no, his, quali no, his qualifying performance, yeah, you know, it was good, but, you know, the other drivers probably could have done better than what they did. I think he was probably mm -hmm. on the limit. Uh, yeah, it's a difficult one. I, I, I honestly thought, like, with, especially after the first race, with how close we know Red Bull are, Bottas is just going to struggle. I mean, he struggled with his teammate. When it becomes an inter-team battle, you know that the teams at some point are going to prioritise one driver over the other. Mm. Bottas is very, you know, it's not going to be long before he's in that support supporting driver role and he'll have to support Hamilton for the championship. It's, you know, races go by very quickly. Yeah. So, if he's going to do anything... He'll need to do it this coming weekend. I mean, is he is he behind is he behind Lando in the championship? I think Lando's uh, third, I isn't think so, he? Yeah. So you know, how? Like he should be. I mean, sure, he, you know, he got speared by Russell, but again, he shouldn't have been in that position. So it's yeah, I. I it's, it's looking pretty bad. I mean, I saw, you know, there was articles on Twitter again from various websites um, talking about how Bottas is potentially going to be axed before the end of the season. I mean, you know, it's like crazy season and everyone's coming up with conspiracy theories and things, but I yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Bit, um... I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we said it We said it in previous episodes. Don't be surprised if Bottas costs them the Constructors' Championship this year. He's he's five points behind Norris in fourth, and he's already twenty nine points behind Verstappen. And how many behind Lewis? Uh, Lewis is on sixty nine, and Bottas is on thirty two. Oof. 
37 points. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, so 37 point difference after four races. And yeah, Verstappen obviously yeah, is only eight points behind. I mean, Bottas is only wow. four points ahead of Leclerc. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah he's on, uh, on 28. Um, in fifth, Bottas is on 32. Um, and Perez is on 22. Perez is just getting his foot in. And he's starting to... I think he'll he'll come good in the next couple of races. We've seen we've seen yeah. glimpses of his his pace. I mean that that qualifying lap at Imola was uh, very very good. So I I think he'll come good on the pace. You've got to give it to Leclerc though. I mean, damn, he's really pushing that Ferrari at the minute. That Ferrari is not brilliant. But he can do something with it. He always he always seems to be able to do something with any car he's in, really. But it's uh, it's impressive stuff. And Sainz is not doing bad with that Ferrari either. What do you what do you think of Ferrari so far? What did you think about them during the race? I think Ferrari have made steps forward they were looking for. Um, I don't think they are. They want to be at the front, um, but I don't think they can be. I don't think they can be disappointed with either driver, with how they're getting on. Yeah. Obviously, they made a mistake um, in Portugal with points. Um, pitting him early onto the mediums obviously wasn't the way forward, so he dropped back to 11th. Um, Leclerc finished 6th, only 4 seconds behind Norris. Yeah, it was so, pretty close, yeah. You know, they've got to take positives away from that. Um I do think um, I do think it will be a Ferrari, McLaren battle for Edna constructors. It'll be interesting to see Spain. Or obviously, Spain used to be until all the COVID malarkey was the the test circuit to find out where everybody was. I do think um, we'll see more of what the hierarchy is out of Spain. Yeah, um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. But I definitely think Ferrari are moving moving forward in the right direction. Definitely, definitely. Uh, and I think another team that sort of seems to have moved forward uh, this weekend uh, was Alpine. They seem to have a pretty pretty solid uh, qualifying with, with Ocon. Alonso didn't fare too great, but in the race, he was very good. And they seemed to do really well on the hard tyre. The car just sort of came alive, and they actually had really good pace. I mean, Alonso, I think, had the same pace as, as Lewis at the front at one stage. So, be, it's gonna, yeah, be it's, interesting. It's, um, it's interesting, because obviously they're still working out that car as well. I think I think a few teams are still sort of struggling with uh, with tyres and getting them into the window, but the Alpine, when it's when it's running well... It seemed to show some of that pre-season pace that we saw. I mean, pre-season, it actually looked pretty good. Yeah. And then we got to the first race, we were like, okay, well, what's happened to the Alpine? But this last race, well, that, that yeah. glimpse, you know, I, I kind of feel like there is pace in that car, and they just haven't got the 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 tyres and things worked out, maybe. Yeah, so looking at the, um, obviously, the Alpine cars compared to where they finished, they were about four, 65 seconds behind 
a Mercedes and comparing that to um, Imola as well, it was a similar kind of time. So finishing distance between the Merck and the Alpine was consistent for two races. Uh, again, it's going to be with the mid-pack, it's going to be interesting to see how the cars differ from track to track. Yeah. More aero-inclined. Um, the undulations were in Portugal. It seemed to not affect the, the Alpine, so it's. I think they've got a solid base to kind of move forward. And towards the end of the season, we could be seeing a McLaren, Ferrari, Alpine midfield, probably. Um, we know Aston are completely struggling with the car, with the rake um, changing this year. Um, so they'll probably be the best of the back of the back of the pack, just judging by how they've been recently. Yeah, Aston. I definitely think Alpine have, have moved forward. Yeah, I I agree. I think uh, Alpine have definitely took took a couple of steps forward this last couple of races, and uh, yeah, this uh, this right this weekend just gone. They they seem to uh, find something, and I think Alonso did as well. He seemed to uh, seem to really find something in the race. And I think you could be right. I think they could be sort of up there with Ferrari and maybe even McLaren if they uh, if they keep improving at this rate. It could get pretty uh, pretty spicy. But uh, on on the note of um, Aston, Vettel Vettel did get into Q three, didn't he? he? Qualified was it tenth? Yeah, he went. Yeah, he's tenth. And I honestly can't remember where they finished in the race because I barely remember seeing them. Uh, Vettel was thirteenth, Stroll was fourteenth, and they were Jeez. both lapped. Oh, so, um, so yeah. So obviously Aston are struggling, um, and obviously with the rule change, um, but on the flip side of that, we had AlphaTauri that were really strong in testing, and again they're struggling. Um, Gasly was tenth this race, and Snowder finished fifteenth. So it's interesting to see the fact that they looked really strong in testing. They're still struggling themselves as well what do you think yeah I, I i think just like like we said with alpine it could be that they just haven't managed to get the setup right or they're just struggling to get the tires in the window uh they've got inexperienced drivers i suppose in comparison but obviously you've got a rookie gasly's pretty experienced now but sonoda's really not found, found his footing yet and Alpine's got Alonso, who's got a lot of experience, but he's been out a little while. And then Ocon. Mm -hmm. So you know, I think that I think both teams are probably just struggling a bit with with tire windows and setups and things. But I think there's there's definitely potential in those cars. I mean as you say, we we saw it in testing. Yeah. So I think it's just a matter of time before Alpha Terry sort of get things together as well. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, I think they said on the broadcast that um, Pirelli went a step harder with the tyres this year than they did last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, for Portugal. So I wonder if that had, an, had a, an effect as well. Well, for everybody, I guess. Yeah, and I think I think they were Just, saying, a lot of the drivers were saying that the, the tyres were a step too hard for this race in particular as well. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. the, it's quite interesting to see, though, that the, the teams that coped better with that yeah 
like as we say alpine seem to really respond well to having that harder compound so yeah i, I think it's going to be again it's going to be interesting going to spain and seeing how those teams perform because we're going to get a, a, a better idea of performance because it's the standard track for it we're used to it with testing as you said so mm -hmm. yeah let's wait and see what they uh what they can do but uh so I think, well, yeah sorry carry yeah. on as i was just gonna say so while, while we have them going backwards um bring a let's uh look at a bit of the positives and look at ricardo going forwards um how do you think yeah. he uh, handled that race i mean that qualifying was brutal for him weren't it yeah, just a little bit. Oh, I I did feel quite sorry for him. I know a lot. He's getting a lot of stick from people at the minute. People saying that oh, obviously he's not very good and he's not yeah. as good a driver as everybody seems to make out. But we we know he's a good driver. It's not, you know, you can't. There's no way he's gone from how he's been the last few seasons to this. Yeah, I know all his skill just happens to disappear. He doesn't work like that. Uh, he yeah. drove a great race. Had a great race. The, the McLaren seemed very, very good. Uh, like it has done at every track so far in all conditions. That McLaren just seems... Yeah. It, it just seems like a nice car to drive. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely interesting seeing how Norris and Ricardo are handling the car. I definitely think um, Ricardo will get up to speed. Um... He finished twenty five, roughly twenty five seconds behind Norris. Um, so I, I definitely think I don't know if it's a tire getting the tires into the window quicker, or if it's a particular handling characteristic of the car. Um, but he definitely showed some pace um, last race, even hmm. though he wasn't up where McLaren wanted him to be. Um, he definitely showed that you know he can drive that car and, and move it forward, which is what they want to see. I mean, he finished um, in the points, didn't yeah. he? So, yeah, he finished ninth. Um, I definitely, it was, it definitely was a surprise him going out in Q one. Um, that was a surprise. Yeah, big time. But again, I, I, I don't know if something just caught him out or he was struggling. But, um, again, the form, the form book goes out the window next season. So, um, well, like it does every season. True. Um, but we can definitely, as long as he's moving forward, I think McLaren will be happy. Yeah, as long as he's getting points and, and improving and just getting used to the team, I think, as you say, next year is going to be a very big year for McLaren. And it's great yeah. that it's great that they've got Lando there who's just absolutely I don't I honestly don't know of a driver who's on better who is on better form at the minute. I really don't. It's definitely the surprise for the um surprise for the season. Well I would surprise. I think it's too harsh. Um, well, I don't know. I, I think, you know, he did perform well last season, but I think a lot of people going into this season thought that he would be outclassed by Daniel Ricciardo. But genuinely, yeah, there was true. a lot of people that were like, oh, well, we're going we're gonna to see... We're going to see him get absolutely destroyed now, and we'll see how good he really is, or how bad he really is, yeah. is what they were implying. But he's <laughs> he's shown himself to be top tier. Absolutely just on form and performing well. I mean, you only have to look at... We've spoken about Alpine already, but uh, Ocon made a move on Lando early in the race. Yeah. And 
Well, it wasn't wasn't looking great at that point, but then Lando pulled out this absolute blinder of a, an overtake around the outside of him. Yeah. And you just think, yeah, he, he's definitely on it. Like, he's just got everything now. I mean, he, his, race, his racecraft now is just... Yeah, I haven't seen him make a mistake. Yeah, other than, other than, other than when he when he exceeded track limits in qualifying, yeah, I I I haven't seen him make a mistake in the race. And even though you know you've got drivers like Verstappen who are driving extremely well, making mistakes in the heat of the moment, mm. I haven't seen that from Lando at all. Mm. So I think I'd say he's definitely mm. the on form driver. It wouldn't, it definitely wouldn't, if, I would definitely be surprised if he didn't finish in the top five this season. I'd be really surprised. Very. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Completely agree. So, uh, moving on from McLaren, let's talk a little bit about Williams. Williams, Williams, Williams. George Russell with a blinding <laughs> qualifying, by the way. Yeah, you've got to give him props for props for quality, but that car just looks all kind, of, all kinds. Of, not as bad as the Haas, mind you, but it's still, it's still not a great race car, is it? It's really not. But judging by what they were saying, like if it's if it's within a certain window, it's easily, like like you said, you put it eleventh. Yeah, and he was close to Q three as well. Yeah. Very close on the times. Yeah, he put he put eleventh, um, and he was yeah, he was one, he was eight temps, eight temps off pole. Um, and then obviously yeah, if it's outside of that window, it just goes backwards and seems to be really undrivable. Um, it's good that he seems to have a handle on it more than Latifi does. Yeah. Um. It's just yeah, it's just it's really strange that they don't know what they're going to get one weekend to the other, I guess. Um, yeah, I just, I hope they can sort it out. I don't think they'll be able to sort out all the issues for uh, for the season, but it's, they're moving forward and they're getting closer and closer to those those points they desperately need and deserve. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously, I mean, I think even Russell said it himself, it's just getting the tyres into the working window and it's just not, they're struggling to do that in the race. In qualifying, they they they've got quite good pace. I mean, you know, he was he was just he nearly beat Vettel the tenth. He was very close. Yeah. And that just shows you the step that they've taken. I mean, it also shows you the massive step backwards that Aston have made this year. But yeah, you know that Williams is definitely a hell of a lot better than it was last year. And George is really wringing the neck on it, and in qualifying, it's just it just needs to come together in the race. Which, to to be fair, in Imola it was. Yeah. He was doing very well with it in Imola until you know, the incident. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just find, I just still don't know. I still don't know how I rate Latifi. He still hasn't. The first four races of the season, he still hasn't shown much, and he lost out to Schumacher last race. Yeah, 
I got really so confused, it's, it's... you know. I got really confused because at one point Latifi went past Russell. Yeah. And then I think like partway then through the race, a bit later on in the race, I was looking at the times and I was like, hold on a second, he's 20 seconds behind Russell. I was like, mm. what? How? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's quite a bit of a quite a bit of a difference and then he lost out to Schumacher. Just, and then he lost yeah, out to I, Schumacher I who was like a full I think he was like a full yeah. minute in front of Mazepin. Oh, he was over a minute. Was he it was over a minute? minute oh my god. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that sums don't up Haas. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do honestly yeah. like it sums up Haas and Mazepin, really. I mean, Schumacher's clearly doing a much better d a job with that car than uh, than the Mazepin is, which I think we all expected. Just, uh, well, it wasn't just that; it was the um, it was how many was over at least five blue flags um, when oh um, yeah Perez was trying to overtake Mazepin, and he five, nearly took his wing no. off. <laughs> Perez Perez locked up and nearly lost his front wing. Can you imagine the the rage uh, from Perez if that had happened? Oh, uh, it's, it's, it was bad. Yeah, it was it was bad. We don't but, need to say more about Hass really doing. But we're not. You know, it's not surprising. It's not surprising. This is the thing. I don't think anyone is surprised. It's it's a, it's a shame. It's like Hass have got some great personnel. They do. But they they really I feel, do. I feel like they've, I feel like they've become the joke team. Mm. And the nicest, I, in the nicest way possible. All the issues they had with Grosjean and um, oh god, mine's gone. Magnussen. Um, Magnussen. That's it. Um, all the issues they had with them either colliding or crashing out and. Where they finished, um, issues that they've had, you, you kind of never really, you're never expecting them to be anywhere else but at the back, I guess. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but over the past few years, they've definitely become the meme team of F1, I think. Yeah, they're the and new, uh, the new HRT. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, Grosjean's pulled the blinder, really, hasn't he? Because uh, he's gone from uh, driving what would have been the worst car on the grid to, to driving a Mercedes in France, uh, uh, the, the French GP uh, <laughs> coming up soon. He's got a test drive with Mercedes, so... Well, he shows, uh, he, shows he can drive, because in um, IndyCar, he's, like, getting top tens. Yeah, he's been doing well. He's been doing really well, yeah. So, like, we know the guy can drive. It's just a shame that Haas were never able to deliver a, a decent car. Um, no. You know, they got a car that could, you know, could handle, give them some point finishes, but they were never consistent enough, and, and we're still seeing that now. And, yes, they're going to throw – they've already said they're throwing this season out the window to concentrate to the next one, but I still don't – I still wouldn't be surprised if they don't get anywhere with it. Yep. And it's just – I just yeah, I just I would like to see them a bit further up the grid, preferably not in those colours that they're running at the moment. Um, but but then throwing the rumours yeah. of uh, Mazepin's dad potentially buying the team. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's picking up trying. Team Mazapin, woo, let's go. <laughs> That'll be popular. Team Tintin. Oh gosh. Get them. Here we go. Get the merch. Oh gosh. <laughs> but yeah, I think that 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 su summarizes the uh, the race really. Mercedes very strong. Red Bull again still very strong. Bottas needs to do mm -hmm. better. It's still Hamilton versus Verstappen. It's looking like it's going to be that throughout the entire season. Yeah, and I think I I don't think we're going to get a fantastic race at Spain because you know, Circuit to Catalonia no. is not known for its uh, exciting races. But there is, uh, I think, there's rain on the forecast at the minute. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll get another uh, Imola style race. You never know. It'd be nice. It would be nice. It'd be great. Definitely. So I think I think that's everything there. Uh, the only other news that we've had uh, in the last last week, I think, is the Canadian GP has been cancelled. Shame. Yeah, I know. Good, because uh, obviously we missed it last year. But on the flip side, we've got the Turkish Grand Prix in uh, replacement of it, which I am a big fan of the Turkish Grand Prix. And were you saying before you're not a huge fan of it, but I, I I like the circuit. The circuit's really good. Uh, for F1 racing, with the cars currently as they are, I don't think it's a great circuit. Um, obviously, last year, the weather played a part, and the weather made it um, a good spectacle. But um, with those high-speed corners, um, I, yeah, I just don't think... I just think the cars are going to struggle to follow each other. I, I, I want to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I just... Probably yeah, right. I, I just can't. I can't Probably see it being right. that much of a spectacle. Yeah. But at least we get a, at least we get a race there again. Which would be really cool. Yeah, I'd, I honestly I'd love to see that Grand Prix back on the calendar, full stop, just permanent. Like, yeah, I I, I really like the Turkish Grand Prix, and I, I'd I'd like to go to it in future. At some yeah. point, because they took it off just as I was about to go. I was going to go the year they took it off. Oh no! Gutted, <laughs> gutted. But yeah, I think that's uh, that is everything for this episode. And we now have a uh, a Twitter handle for everybody to follow, which is at TopStepF1. Makes it very easy for everybody. Oops. And uh, yeah, where can where can people find you, Ash? You can find me on Twitter, Dan, uh, at Barky Gaming. And yourself, Barky Gaming. And it's at AirGuysGT for me. You can find me on that tag on YouTube as well. Don't forget to subscribe as well to the uh, the Top Step F1 YouTube channel. We do have the uh, the podcast episodes on there. We will have other content coming soon. But for now, thanks very much. We'll see you soon. Take care.